0: now, The Mentors Radio, one of the most popular and unique shows on the air today. Here each week, remarkable CEOs and leaders, including host Tom Laurie and Dan Hesse, and their guests, will mentor you, challenging your thinking about life and work. Sought after for their ethical leadership and advice, and for helping others succeed throughout their careers, now these same CEOs, The Mentors, want to help you achieve your highest level of profitability, success, and personal fulfillment in life at work, and in business. Learn more and check out the show notes at mentorsradio.com. That's mentorsradio.com. And now, here's your mentor.
1: Thank you for joining us. I'm Tom Loy and I will be your host today. Today, we have a truly remarkable guest joining us, someone whose work might just be one of the most important endeavors of our time. Yet he may not be as widely recognized as some of the household names like Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, He is somebody that will have an impact on your life uh, sometime in your lifetime. We'll introduce you to Lauren. Today, we're going to introduce you to Lauren Shook, who's a visionary entrepreneur who's transforming the world of memory care. Lauren, with his colleague, Steve Winter, have not been driven by financial success, but rather they're mission driven, like so many entrepreneurs. They're driven to change the world to improve the quality of life for millions. As the co founder, president, and CEO and chairman of Silverado, He and his team are leading a revolution in memory care with 27 Silverado communities already making a difference worldwide. His work transcends business. It's about improving the quality of life for those people who suffer from Alzheimer's disease and related conditions and their families. Today we're going to learn a lot more about Lauren, the challenges he's met as an entrepreneur, and the Silverado model, which is changing memory care worldwide. So let's dive into the story of the man and the story and The person who's replacing fear with love. Uh, Welcome to The Mentors, Lauren. Thanks for joining us and uh, get started real quick with, tell us, let's start first by you telling us about Silverado's unique position in memory care.
2: Well, it's good to be with you, Tom. Thanks for having me. And uh, Silverado is a company that uh, Steve Winter, Jim Smith, and I co-founded 26 years ago to specifically make a difference in people's lives who had memory impairing diseases on the working from the assisted living level of, of functioning and uh, it is a uh, is a company that uh, its vision is to give a quality of life to the residents give a quality of life to the families that they have uh, usually given up on ever seeing again and since we're going to work together day uh, more hours in the day than we are apart Let's give a quality of life to each other, all of our associates that work with us as well. And we're a purpose-driven company, Tom. Our purpose is to change the world in the way memory care services are delivered. We also have a hospice and palliative care service, and it's to change the world and how people live life to the fullest at the very to the
1: very end of life. So everything starts with a vision when you're going to change the world. Did you and uh, Steve... And was it Jim, right? Jim, Jim. who's passed away. Uh, Did you guys, when you started, did you know you would be having the impact that you're having today?
2: It's a great, great question, Tom. And, and, uh, you know, we sat around the kitchen table thinking about and talking about what do we want this company to be? And, uh, you know, as we talked about it, we we both had, uh, we all three of us had uh, successful careers. I'd left a behavioral health company, hospital company that uh, Jim Smith and I uh, led for 20 years. And uh, Steve Winter left uh, You know uh, the top skilled nursings for dementia care in the state and lots of uh, top award from the governor and, and so on. So what do we want to do with the next chapter of our life? And we decided if we're going to do this, let's make it the world's best. So uh, we didn't think we'd be sharing that, those words with anybody. We uh, thought it would be uh, just to ourselves, but Let's aspire to be the best in the world. Otherwise, let's not do it. Uh, So uh, one of our vision statements or one of our goals uh, day one was to be number one in the world in 10 years after starting the company. And uh, given all of the university affiliations we have, the outside sources, uh, we really hit that mark uh, three years after starting the company, which was really um, humbling and astounding to, to each of us.
1: So you have a background in psychiatric care before you got involved with uh, Silverado or with Jim and and Steve. What was it, what were their backgrounds?
2: Well, Jim was the um, uh, senior VP, uh, uh, you know, uh, of the finance department of of that uh, uh, you know multinational behavioral health hospital company. Uh, community psychiatric centers. We were listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So he came to me with the finance side of the equation from from that company. And Steve Winter, uh, his background was uh, operating uh, the, the best uh, you know skilled nursings in the state of California. And his skilled nursings were direct directly and specifically focused on dementia. And he also comes from a further background of rehab uh, when you go back in time.
1: So when you think back to the early days, what is it, uh, particularly with you and Steve, that you learned from your previous experience that you incorporated into Silverado?
2: Learned a lot, and uh, we we each brought our own expertise and and learnings from from those uh, from those days. So, you know, uh, for me, uh, my I'm a uh, have a gift, uh, and it's a. Uh, The gift of ideation, so I can see uh, the dots connecting uh, in a disparate way, in ways that others can't see. Uh, And so uh, as a gift, it seems pretty simple to me. And, um, you know, I saw the importance of the the medical support structures for people who have um, a complex set of diseases. uh, And... I, I also grew up on the grounds of my aunt and uncle's psychiatric hospital in Kirkland, Washington, where they had a 28-bed long-term dementia care unit, and they had um, just the, the leading you know way of providing care to people in those days. And uh, so I knew the importance of the medical components, and, and Steve knew the importance of the, the skilled nursing side. He brought the rehab focus. He brought the focus of giving people purpose and, and meaning in their life, which is we were in alignment. That's where I wanted to go too. And we're both we're all innovators in our, in our thinking and and Jim, you know made made the numbers work uh, for us. So we brought those resources to bear to really create a paradigm shift in how we would provide services to people uh, 26 years ago that would merge the best of the medical clinical support structures, and and as well as holistic medicine with residential model of service and living in a more residential environment where people wanted to live. And that whole concept was a paradigm shift and an anomaly uh, to this whole industry, which most uh, said would never work.
1: We're going to come back after a short break and continue our discussion with Lauren Shook, who with his colleagues are transforming the memory care industry. Go to our website, thementorsradio.com, and click on list of shows to listen to past shows. Subscribe while you're there so you don't miss any future shows. This is Tom Laurie, and you're listening to The Mentors Radio Show.
0: And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laurie, and I am with Lauren Shook, who is the co founder of Silverado memory care communities. Today, we're exploring the world of memory care, entrepreneurship, and the power of love to eliminate fear and change lives. Remember, you can also listen to the show or any previous show on any device at any time by going to the mentorsradio.com or to iTunes, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast platform. Subscribe while you're there so you don't miss any future shows. Again, that's the mentorsradio.com. So you got You've got, what, 27 community, I I, I call them a communities. I don't know if that's the correct right. characterization. Well, 27 memory care communities, but you've expanded beyond that now into hospice, haven't you?
2: Yes, and we do call them communities. Uh, Tom, that's a perfect word. Uh, we, we use non-medical, non-clinical language, which is important to do, by the way. And so we've expanded into hospice and palliative care uh, in 2004. And so when we opened our first community, took our first resident uh, in 1997, two months into it, our nurses said, we need to have our own hospice, because our model of care was so different than anything that existed. And it needed to transcend into how you take care of people at end of life. And, uh, you know, so we said, great idea. Uh, We're just trying to get a company going, as you can imagine. Um, Nothing goes in a straight line. It never, never do you hit your targets that you achieve, that you want to achieve. And, um, you know, so uh, we said, great idea. We'll put it in a parking lot and get back to you later. So 2004, we uh, opened our our first uh, Medicare certified Joint Commission accredited hospice.
1: Well, let's talk about the uniqueness of what you're offering and uh, the nexus. Sure, let's talk about what makes you unique, what you're doing differently. And I'll let you run with that. But I know you've got a lot to talk about.
2: Well, we're innovators, Tom, and uh, from the very um, initial model, which was a, a complete paradigm shift that, uh, that then resulted in us having the best evidence-based clinical outcomes in the world and and really improving people's quality of life. From, from that uh, all the way through uh, the company, throughout the years, uh, we innovated a program called Nexus, and uh, I engaged our senior vice president of health services, Kim Buttram, And before she started, uh, I said, Kim, I want you to study the world. Who's the best at interrupting the progression of this disease? Because we had already established ourselves as the best, taking care of the most challenging behaviors and other other, uh, problems that people typically had with dementia. And we were benefited by the the top awards uh, in behavior management, fall prevention, and those kinds of things but we knew we could make a difference in people with early onset, early stage of this disease, and and in fact, slow up the progression of the disease and in, in some extent, reverse and improve cognition, which which we knew we were doing for other uh, levels of this uh, disease, mid-stage, late-stage, but we didn't have uh, cognitive data to prove it. So when we sat out, uh, Kim set out and we discovered in, in the Nexus program, I said, look, Kim, uh, there's no sacred cows here, everything's on the table. We're doing something wrong, you tell us. If we're doing something we should do differently, you tell us. And she came back and said, look, uh, good news is you're not doing anything wrong. Uh, and uh, here's the situation, here are things we can improve and do, do differently. So the, our Nexus program is set on five pillars and it's a physical exercise. Um, you know, blood flow to the brain, all the different elements you get from physical exercise, including stress reduction is is beneficial for um, advancing cognition or redu- reducing the speed of decline. Uh, stress reduction in fact is one of the is the second pillar and we use yoga, we use Tai Chi, we use laughter, we use all kinds of ways to reduce stress. The third one is cognitive exercises, Tom. And what we're looking at there is maintaining in- intellectual skills and functioning and uh, the cognitive exercises are are, are uh, fun. Everything we do is fun because nobody with dementia is gonna do anything that's not fun. Uh, and we've lear- learned that early on. Uh, the fourth one is purposeful social activities. And this is important even for late stage individuals with dementia, just as it is for early stage. And if you studied the blue zones, you know how people age most successfully in the world where people age into the hundreds. And they're active. Um, they have purpose, and so purposeful so- social activities. Uh, we we have our residents in Silverado, you know, providing fifteen thousand hours of of purposeful uh, activities and contributions in their in their neighborhoods, um, you know, across the country. So another one, the last one is support groups. We're the only ones in the country, I think, doing. Really, really, what amounts to group therapy. If you, you know, going back to my mental health days, but it's support groups to those who have memory impairing diseases, led by a master's level social worker, and that's where they get to discuss, you know, what what is it, what are their feelings, you know, what is it like, and and, and what are we, and they discuss it with these um, their peers, and they discover they're not the only ones going through this trauma. And uh, these are um, really essential things. So the NEXUS program, we we measure cognition. And uh, on a zero to 30 scale is the mini mental state exam score, which is uh, understood and, and accepted around the world. So the MMSE score of 20 and a higher qualifies a person to go in the NEXUS program, which is very early stage. And you and I really probably couldn't tell the person had dementia. So we're talking about that early of the stage. We gave 730 of these cases to the UCSD, University of California, San Diego, Geriatrics and Psychiatry Department. They analyzed that data and determined of the people entering Silverado's Nexus program at a 20 and above, they have a 60, 60% improvement in cognition, Tom. Nothing touches that. And our team presented that at the International Alzheimer's Disease Conference in Budapest. They've presented in other international stages, and it was copied la- then later by Dr. Meta Andreessen, who's head of dementia uh, for Denmark. And uh, she said, I- I've looked at your data. I, I think it's real. Can I? Um, she came out and looked at what we're doing and then announced at the uh, ADI conference in Chicago, she's going to try and duplicate Silverado's results. She did that first in three 200 bed nursing homes in Denmark and then advanced it to seven even during the time of COVID. And last year, she and Kim Buttram presented at the International Alzheimer's uh, at the um, neurology conference in in uh, Iceland. And uh, she's getting the same results. She's getting the same cognition improvements, and we're also getting ADL improvements, activities of daily living. People who walking who couldn't walk and other things uh, just go directly to quality of life.
1: Oh, as I spoke to you last week. Uh, this is a subject that's near and dear to my heart as my wife has dementia and we're working through it. And that's how I discovered Silverado through a friend. So a couple of things I just want to go back to that I've learned that you touched on with Nexus is this idea of stress. I can look back over a number of years now and see where stressful events, there's like a step decline in her cognitive skills. So that minimizing and I get, I've got her exercising. I'm doing. I'm doing a lot of these things. And uh, what I'd like you to talk about is you. I mean, there are things people can do when the people are still in the home. And I think you have an out, an out service, some kind of a service that you can provide to people where they're still at home. Maybe you could talk. I mean, you don't have to. It's good to be at Silverado. We want to promote Silverado and what you're doing, but people can still do things at home.
2: Yes, uh, they sure can. We've got a, a rich website that has a lot of content on it. Uh, we've got a lot of YouTube's Tom, and uh, people can access that website and pick up the information I just described on Nexus, as well as other other tools uh, for them that would be meaningful. Um, you know, S- Steve Winter and I wrote a book, um, and um, you know that's also another another source of information. But uh, people can do a lot at home. And uh, this is a complex set of diseases, and it's it's really a challenge. Uh, uh, you know, so getting uh, keeping the person engaged at home, keeping keeping them socially active. And a lot of times people find themselves, their world getting smaller because their their friends, um, you know, maybe they don't want to inter interface with their friends and see that their that their loved one is now, you know having challenges and asking the same question you know maybe more than once and 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 not following conversations as, as quickly uh, but that's exactly the opposite that should be happening engaging them as i know you are with your wife in into meaningful adult day health care centers or daycare or you know uh, knowledgeable groups like that we we have those programs at silverado too Across the country, there are those programs engaging in the Alzheimer's Association support groups for the caregiver. You as a caregiver need support, and don't don't uh, don't think you don't because I uh, you know you're a tough guy, Tom, but you know, <laughs> the toughest of the of the people need support, otherwise they wear out.
1: Well, we're going to come back and we're going to have to cut for a break right now. We're with Lauren Shook, who with his colleagues are transforming the memory care industry and creating thousands of new healthcare jobs as they're doing that. This is Tom Laurie, and this is The Mentors Radio Show.
0: And now back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business
1: welcome back this is tom laurie and i'm with lauren shook memory care futurist and co-founder of silverado memory care communities if you enjoy this show please take a moment to rate us on apple spotify or any other podcast your positive comments can make a big impact on those unfamiliar with the show thank you for your support it does mean a lot to me and to my co-host dan thank you so let's continue to talk i Tell me about the I mean, we're talking about these uh, support groups, purposeful activities. Tell me a little bit about the gardening project.
2: Well, gardening is something that uh, many people are familiar with, uh, Tom, and it's it's um, it's a normalized sort of um, activity. So we want to uh, emphasis emphasize normalization in our programming. And uh, this is one of the things Steve Winter brought uh, forth uh, loud and clear is uh, is a lot of what goes on in, in, you know, healthcare settings like skilled nursing and e- even some assisted livings is uh, the need or the feeling that you need to take care of the person. And this can happen to you at home too. Uh, and, and the, you know, so yes, you're going to need to do a lot of things to take care of the person at, at a certain level, but you want to pursue life as normal as possible. Make it look like you're not doing these things. And also, by the way, don't jump in and do things for people. Let them do things for themselves. It'll take longer. It'll be a little frustrating. You'll be trying, especially if you're that family member, you know, because they didn't used to take that long and, and now they need to. Uh, people who are professional caregivers and and this is their world of expertise. They're used to that. So, and it's also not their loved one, So it's a little easier for them to do that. Uh, but, but nonetheless, uh, you know, let let people experience life normally, and it's, that to some extent involves a, a certain degree of risk uh, that you know things might go badly. Um, you know, you always calculate what's that degree of risk. You don't want to put them in harm's way, so so that they ha- have a real physical or or embarrassing, emotional, or or some other sort of thing happen. But you don't want to um, take away from them uh, the opportunity to experience life. So we say it at Silverado is you give people freedom, give people freedom to live. So we will let our residents do a lot of things that others won't let them do. And, and it's uh, very inspiring to them. We had a resident uh, just, just yesterday, uh, Saturday actually, you know, a um, 100-year-old resident, the longest living Rose Bowl champion of uh, USC, uh, just went to the stadium at the USC Stanford game and and went out on the field and was honored as the hero of the game. Now, he just turned 100, and he lives with us. And, you know, he had a blast as I talked to him and his wife and family members at the peristyle of the stadium afterwards. And um, he is charged up. Some would say don't do that because it might not go well. Uh, and I say to them, don't prevent a person like this from really experiencing light. And and our job is to make sure it goes well. And, and we can figure that out.
1: That's Tom Laurie. You're listening to the Mentors Radio Show. We are with Lauren Shook, who's leading the revolution in memory care. So one of the things that really was fascinating when I learned about Silverado or many things I learned uh, that you're doing that are really different is number one, uh, you allow pets, people to have pets. Absolutely.
2: That's, that's a function of uh, holistic medicine, by the way, Tom. And it's also a function of normalization. So we will take the best of science and medicine, you bet. And, you know, we've had uh, chairs of medicine and in geriatric medicine be our medical directors at Silverado communities, but we're also going to take the best of holistic medicine and, and pets and intergenerational program, children, uh, the gardening you were talking about, all of those things are things the Romans and the Greeks knew thousands of years ago. And they, they did those things. Uh, so don't lose those things that actually work in Western medicine's reliance on medications and clinical and research sort of things. There's plenty of research that shows that pets reduce blood pressure, they reduce stress, they actually reduce depression. Uh, you know. So if someone can bring their own pet uh, into Silverado, if they want, they just have to pass a, a little screen here. They're not gonna bite our staff or other people um, and they're gonna you know, be able to get along, but we supply our own pets if you didn't bring yours. So we have a certain number of cats and dogs and birds and fish, and, and uh, we have one community where we have two miniature horses. Uh, that wow. uh, will actually house train. They'll come into the community. It's pretty pretty much a blast to see them, but but it also generates interest and uh, and, and you want to do that in a stimulation. So pets are really important. We've got many stories where pets have been the cause for a person who came in who couldn't talk, seen by neurologists before. That that's part of the disease. Their brain is gone, and and they start talking again because of that pet. Uh, We've had the same thing with children. So we invite our staff to bring their children to work, by the way, uh, in order to have a a base of intergenerational programming. And it not only makes a difference to the resident, but it makes a difference to the children.
1: And you've been able to reduce medication.
2: Absolutely. Medications are great tools used appropriately, and we're all for it. Uh, But oftentimes people will um, rely on medication as a supplement for lack of knowledge, training, or ability of the uh, those providing the care to to really be able to to, li- to deliver that care. And over time, there's been a you know an unfortunate uh, you know situation that has occurred that the experts in the field would say you know the uh, behavior that they're experiencing in in the facility they're in is because of the Alzheimer's disease, or so they'll be told that by the staff. And they have no choice but to order a psychotropic medication to control behaviors. When, in fact, that behavior is coming from them being told, no, 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 they can't do this, they can't do that. So they're getting frustrated like you and I would get. And it's not the disease at all. It's the it's the behavior uh, that's coming. It's, it's uh, being limited. And then the other thing that's causing behaviors, Thomas, very undiagnosed and underappreciated is pain. So if someone, especially as they move into the aging, uh, the process of the disease, and they are not as verbal or maybe non-verbal and completely, uh, they're suffering from all kinds of pains that uh, people have: arthritis or joint pain from this or that. And you know, a simple Advil will take care of it, and they don't need a psychotropic medication. So there, there, there are many factors here that can allow us to. Really reduce those medications. People come in with a, I'll say, a bucket full of uh, medications. Their medica- their physicians, they, you know, don't talk to each other, and they're all ordering things, and people have aged in place, so they'll come in with ten medications. Un- hard, hard to believe, and sometimes many more. So our nurses will go through that, and and they'll uh, routinely take five or six away in conjunction with the uh, treating physician and the families.
1: Well, that wraps up this segment. Don't go anywhere. We have much more to talk about with Silverado co-founder and president, Lauren Shook. If you want to learn more about Silverado and its transformation of memory care, you get Lauren's and Steve Winters' uh, book, New Possibilities in Memory Care, The Silverado Story. We will post a link on our website, mentorsradio.com for you to uh, find a link for that. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors Radio
0: Show. And now, back to The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Loy. I am with Lauren Shook, who is the co-founder of Silverado Memory Care Communities, which is improving the lives of millions of people worldwide. Uh, One of the things I did want to note is you were uh, named top memory care provider by U.S. News & World Report. Uh, report for 2022 2023 right
2: yes we were uh, uh in yes yes we were uh um, pleased to get that uh recognition
1: yes i just want to make sure people knew that you're getting some affirmation outside from the real world which is great and the other thing i want to note is that you've there are papers that have been written so much if not everything you're talking about is evidence-based and it's being transferred to other people not only within your organization, you were talking uh last week about uh, being in Israel and I think you mentioned something about the PLO. Maybe you could just briefly touch on that yes
2: uh, you know we, we um are known around the world uh we you know because of what we're doing is very different and uh, we also partner with teaching research centers in every market we're in like University of California, San Diego and University of Southern California here in the UCS. Um, you know, Stanford, uh, UCSF and uh, you know, uh, Baylor College of Medicine in Texas and Northwestern. So, you know, the research world is a small world. And and they then talk to other researchers and, and a lot is learned uh, about us from them. And then people, uh, probably 50 different countries have sent top people to uh, tour us and see what we're doing. And, and we speak uh, uh, around the world as well. So and publish you know, there's publishing uh documents and so on. so that a I had the benefit of speaking with a uh, past Prime Minister of Israel and the Knesset and some other um Israeli leaders of uh, in in finance and and other areas as as well as uh spoke to a PLO leader because uh I' would like to hear what their idea is for peace in. Um, Israel between Palestine and Israel, as well as uh, talk about memory care, and uh, did that uh, with the Minister of Finance in the uh, uh, in Jordan at the Royal Palace there in Jordan. And we offer uh, our services. We offer to teach. We're doing that in Armenia for free. Have been doing that for a number of years, and uh, teach every every uh, month on you know different things that we do. Our dementia certification programs, the only one in the US that's internationally certified by the Alzheimer's Disease International Program. All of our staff go through that, uh, whether you're the dishwasher or whether you're the nurse in our community, the hospice teams go through it as well. And it's a pretty sophisticated program teaching our staff about dementia. Uh, So you know, these are the kinds of things that we do in other countries and can do, and I was just offering that to them. Uh, we're we're asked to be around, uh, to to be in every country, pretty much. Uh, you know, we did a deep dive in China, looking at uh, that group, and Dubai wanted us there, and uh, other other countries. They all want us to go. We're just a little too small to go and open a community today, but that will be in our future.
1: But being in the biotech world that I'm in, <laughs> I can tell you the numbers you're talking about in terms of improvement, evidence-based, mm-hmm if you could put it in a bottle, it would be a multi-billion dollar drug. There's absolutely no question in my mind. Uh, One of my sister companies is working in Alzheimer's uh, with a molecule to uh, reduce. And the problem with these uh, uh, designs of trials is the endpoints, And there's a lot of placebo effect. And I'm not gonna get you embroiled in the controversy, but there are a lot of supplements out there that are claiming all sorts of things and people have to pay attention. What is the evidence and the placebo effect, which can uh, get people uh, paying thirty dollars a month for something that really has no effect? I'm not going to embroil you in that, or maybe you want to make a comment about that. But
2: well, I, I, I am sensitive to that because uh, we work with the top researchers in the world, and you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, people people are paying for things that really aren't working. They're paying a lot of money, and uh, it, you know, really focusing on what does work. Uh, there's evidence that turmeric works. Uh, just uh, you know, normal dose of turmeric from from the uh, you know from your store. Nothing special that helps. Uh, and uh, there are other things that help. What I just described here are the five pillars of Nexus. That helps a great deal because it slows up progression. So if you're if you're if you're set to get dementia, it actually is 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 happening in the brain uh, probably 20 years before you, anyone sees anything. You know those kinds of fundamentals will slow up the progression, um, and you you these um, we're constantly doing research, uh, Tom. So we're working with the universities and just finished some research with the National Institute of Health. We're going to lo- launch into a research project with US- University of California Irvine and and and, and some re- researchers there in, in in about a month, and we're going to be researching. Um, the benefits of, of stimulating the olfactory sy- uh, systems, so smell. There's a lot of uh, thought that uh, enhancing smell abilities will reduce uh, dementia, and, and and there's a lot of other benefits to it as well. And there's some there's some basic research that shows that that's the case. You know, so it's going to be an exciting project that we that we do, and we do lots of things over the years from medications to other, you know, behavior management kinds of things. When you said uh, evidence-based results, yes. uh, Johns Hopkins University set set out a team of researchers, physicians that looked at us for two years and announced that uh, they could do research off of our outcomes. So it's been authenticated by by them independently, but all these other researchers we uh, work with say the same thing. And we're teaching, uh, you know, our team is teaching geriatric fellows and psychiatric fellows with UCSD, University of California, San Diego, one of our communities. We do that in lots of communities, you know, and nurses and pharmacists and social workers and and, uh, caregivers. So we have a lot of those kinds of things happening. All of this is is not typical in the assisted living world, Tom, but it's um, uh, so we're probably one of the uh, few leaders out there doing that. And we're also the only one I know that that makes public our clinical outcomes.
1: One of the things I want to get to before we go to break is I want to mention this and I'll mention it. You can quickly comment if you want to. I I read the story in the book about a contractor and in terms of this uh, finding a purpose as you are, I think, remodeling or expanding one of your facilities. Got him a hard hat or something. Got him a chair, and let him kind of direct the activities. I I thought that was a and and it, it allowed him to go back to his days as a professional. I mean, absolutely, I,
2: yeah, absolutely. Those are those are you know things that are happening in the community we can just tap into. We actually got a committee of uh, of our residents, and some were men, some were women. They all got hard hats. He was leading the way with the plans out there and go out and tour. And how are we doing on construction? You know, and um, and we we uh, we've uh, we have one of the individuals that was very uh, difficult to take care of. No one could take care of her in and out of uh, psychiatric hospitals, and finally they discovered us. and And uh, she's thriving. She's young young woman, uh, very high functioning, thriving. She's actually a um, a therapist, so she's whole, she's doing therapy. Uh, you know, and and uh, you yeah. know with our with our residents. And, uh, you know, so she has meaning, she has purpose. We have another person who's a teacher and she's actually teaching the children of the staff how to speak uh, Spanish, you know? And uh, so on and on and on, uh, we, we we tap into the um, what's of interest to the person and then we engage them in that. We have, we have uh, residents making lunch at our Alexandria, Old Town Alexandria community for high school kids. So they're making lunch and then they go and deliver the lunch. So it's not, and and they know. that's We're going to have
1: to cut and go to break. And we'll talk some more about that. I want to talk a little bit more when we come back about your experience as an entrepreneur. We're with Lauren Shook, who with his colleagues are transforming the memory care industry. You'll find our show notes and links at the mentorsradio.com. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any shows. This is Tom Laurie, and this is the Mentors
0: Radio Show. And now, back to the mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.
1: Welcome back. This is Tom Laura. I'm with Lauren Shook discussing the challenges and triumphs of his mission driven entrepreneurship and memory care. I want to talk a little bit about uh, that. Um, as an entrepreneur and something that I do, what are some of the major challenges? And I know funding is always a challenge. So. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about some of the challenges you've had to face in growing uh, Silverado.
2: Yes, uh, you're right, Tom. Funding is always a a challenge. And in this case, uh, we were really a paradigm shift in the model of care. Uh, We weren't healthcare. We weren't assisted living, which was really based on the real estate uh, model. Uh, We were a mix of both. And that mix of both caused a lot of concern in the industry, um, no one thought we would succeed. So you know, in order to find private equity funding, typical private equity groups really didn't wanna to talk to us, uh, but we we had a group and we actually, we stumbled into Reardon Lewis Hayden, who were just going to provide us with some advice, whether we had other private equity sources, which were good or, or not. And uh, what, what wound up being the case is they heard the vision, they heard uh, um, what we were doing, and uh, they'd never invested in healthcare. They'd never invested in a startup. And they invited us back, got to know us. Uh, Chris Lewis, Pat Hayden, um, Dick Reardon was mayor of LA at the time, so he didn't know where his money was going. And uh, and they were the investors uh, back in 1996. And there are private equity investors today, uh, 26 years later. And then debt funding was difficult to find. So we we talked to a lot of uh, REITs and a lot of other sources. And most REITs didn't want to talk to us. And, and we uh, met George Chapman, uh, CEO of Healthcare REIT, and uh, followed it up. But they they, uh, they funded us and gave us a $90 million line of credit. Later on, discussions with with them uh, after we were well-established and friends later, they said, you know, in our meetings, we would go back and we would discuss, uh, you know, this model is so different, either Shook's crazy or he's a genius and um, but i didn't know how different it was in their world and being an entrepreneur um, i can see clearly where we're going uh, but others can't and sometimes we lose sight of that as an entrepreneur we got to recognize that we're really asking a group to um, break out of the norm and and do something different so uh, we we've been able to find um, other debt through friends and family and now now the banks are behind us so we're We just finished $170 million refinancing even in this uh, difficult financial market.
1: I'm very familiar with conventional wisdom. I'm very familiar with the group mentality and what's hot and what's not. Mm -hmm. And you definitely were an outlier. And what it does bring home, which I think many investors uh, lose sight of, it's about the people. You've really got to drill down on the people and their passion and it's the mission obviously the mission's got to have uh the upside there but it's really at the end of the day i've learned all about the people and i've had a tough tough nut to crack with my company it looks like we're about ready to crack it but it's taken years in the cancer field uh but this is not about what i'm doing this is about what you're doing what what is the best advice you ever got
2: well, get get the right people you know get the t- <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, you know the talent is not only your leaders and the people you work with, but it's the financial partners you align with. So we we got a, a rock star board, and we've been through the thick and thin of it. Uh, you know, uh, COVID was was the, the last uh, really major um, hurdle that we went through, and very very difficult. Uh, no one knew what COVID was, and we were all battling it, and people were afraid. Uh, the staff were afraid, the families were afraid, the professionals, um, the whole world was afraid. And uh, that's that's when a, a really high functioning board comes together, Chris Lewis, uh, Van Caesar. Uh, love greater than fear is our core operating philosophy and and you know, um, fear is, co- is the fear of COVID and the fear of what can go on. Love is the other side of that and and you know really looking at the reality of it, where are we at? What can we do? and and never 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 give up Uh, just keep keep going and finding a way and as you as an entrepreneur know um, the the challenges never end there's always another one around the corner Uh, but you know we've always found a way and uh, as you find a way you eclipse into uh, really changing the way the world cares for people with memory impairing diseases and that's what we're about, and we share that. We believe in a world of plenty, not a world of scarcity, and and we go forward in that way.
1: Well, we're going to have to end with that. Uh, our time with you is ended, which has been a terrific show. Uh, your mission of me- message of compassion and innovation in memory care offers hopes to millions. Thank you, Lauren, for joining us today. If you missed any of the show, you will find a link and our show notes, including a link to Lauren's book new possibilities in memory care, the Silverado story on our website, thementorsradio.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Join us next week at the same time for the next edition of The Mentors Radio Show. Until then, this is Tom Laurie signing off for today. Remember to be all you can be and keep the candle lit for all who struggle in the darkness.
0: It's been The Mentors, where remarkable CEOs challenge your thinking about life and business.